What the hell is that? This is the Stone on Air radio show. What would you say you do here? I'm slaying lame and I'm exposing frauds. This is pathetic. This is embarrassing. I have people skills. I am good at dealing with people. There's nothing more pathetic than an aging hipster. What's your deal, man? Yes, my name is Brian. Stone on Air. Well, we made it. Boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, people of all ages, we made it. It is a Friday. It's Stone on Air on the flagship 92.7 and online at stoneonair.com. I'm Brian. He's Keon. We also made it through another night of concerns, fear, of another round of tornadoes here locally anyway. Nothing doing on that front. That's not true for everywhere in the southeast. But here locally in the listening area, we're all good. And it is gorgeous out there. We are soaking in sun. A little wet still on the roads from uh, all the rain that came through the last day and a half. But we dodged this one as what we now need to get used to is tornado season in the southeast of the United States of America. Something that I never thought that I would ever have to think about, deal with, or... uh, just just being part of my life uh, but that is certainly the case these days i remember it was 2011 was the first round of devastating tornadoes that came through this area in my adult life and i didn't take it seriously whatsoever i just i heard there might be some weather there was three rounds of tornado storms that came through that day april boy i think it was april 27th I think I even remember. It was either the 17th or the 27th. Either way, it was in April of 2011, and it was, we got we got hit hard. And three different times, early in the day, middle of the day, and later that evening into the nighttime. And it was after that that I thought, oh, okay, I guess I should pay closer attention to things like this. Because I just thought, tornado, that ain't happening around here. What are you talking about? Um, but clearly that is the... New reality that we have to deal with here in the city of Chattanooga. My name is Brian. He is Keon. We do this Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays from 10 until 11. Wednesday was uh, as as heavy as it gets. Today is as light as it gets. Coming up in the second segment of the show, or the rest of the show, two-thirds of the show, uh, Dwayne from the Hemp House, Dwayne Madden, and uh, he's going to hang out. He's already here, brought some of his product along with him, too, and we're going to talk about some of the things that left off at the end of Fred the Show with Jeff and Jen and Jason and... um, the differences between CBD and actual marijuana as we know it, the the industry as a whole, and then also just, you know, chit-chatting and just doing a radio show for an hour or at least two-thirds of an hour coming up in the second segment of the show and the third segment of the show. I've got three pieces of audio for you. Uh, all three are light and fun and easy, a realest thing, a coolest thing, and a worst idea. We'll get to those here in about 10 minutes from right now. And outside of that, not much. I made it a point, specifically made a point. I don't care about a headline. I don't care, unless unless the weather was the headline. That was the only news story of the day 
that I was going to spend any amount of time on was if weather hit locally, and it didn't. So I don't know what else is going on. I don't know what they're doing in Congress today. I don't know what the former president said. I don't know what the current president said. I don't know what the mayor or the potential new mayor or anybody else for that matter. I don't know what they're doing or saying, and I don't care. It's Friday. The only one thing I will say I'll spend some more time on on Monday is this. I guess in the end, it turns out to be a pretty bizarre story because I've just never really heard of anything quite like it. That Chattanooga is sending the homeless to East Ridge. And that's where this radio station is. That That's our, our home here in East Ridge. I live here in East Ridge. So I spend a, probably a little more time on East Ridge stories than I would say a Red Bank story or Hickson or Ultawa or whatever. Like whatever, whether it's an incorporated city or just a, a jurisdiction of however these things are, are categorized, I'm not sure. I spend, you know, just a little bit more time on East Ridge stuff. I'll, I'll do this more on Monday that the city is buying hotel rooms, paying for hotel rooms for the homeless of the city of Chattanooga to come stay here in East Ridge. I don't even know where I, what I think about this story. Like, I don't even know if I'm mad about it or, or think it's good or bad. I don't know. I think confused is the only confused right emotion. Confused is the best thought because I want the homeless people to have a better life. You know, I want, I want to do good. But what the hell is the city of Chattanooga doing this in another, another municipality? Yeah, there are hotels in Chattanooga. Yeah, you want to send them to the choo-choo? We want to put 100 rooms at the Chattanooga Choo Choo? <laughs> My dear friends, the Kinsey's run the Choo Choo. I'm, I'm making jokes, but I'm serious. It's kidding, not kidding. So, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know. We'll do more on that on Monday. Choo Choo's nice. Choo Choo's incredible. <laughs> do you want to put 100 rooms up for homeless to live in? Clearly, Chattanooga did not want to. No, no, I don't think they want to do that at the, at the, uh, the Edwin or um, the Kinley, the new the new one, the uh, what's the one over by? Why am I? Oh, the Moxie. I, I know uh, the the young lady that that runs the Moxie. She doesn't own it, but she's she's the general manager of it. Uh, Casey, Casey, you want to have that? No, of course you don't. All right. So anyway, that was the, the only other story I might spend a minute or two on, which I won't do now. But here, real quick, anecdotally here, um, I was this was earlier in the week. There is such thing as good health care in this country. There is. We, we regularly talk about how bad health care, the, uh, the pharmaceutical companies, the insurance companies, the health care professionals themselves, there are so many examples of how they're not good. They're terrible. But there's also so many that are very, very good. The billing is correct. The insurance is good. The, the, the health care itself is good. And the thing, though, with that is a lot of that comes with privilege. Uh, and I'm not trying to be a super woke type here, but, you know, privilege goes a long way. And in, in healthcare, it certainly is one of those. I have very good health insurance through a company that I work my day job that it does. Uh, I mean, it, it's not the greatest company that's ever lived, but they're certainly on the up and up on most things they do. And I have very good insurance. It's very cheap. And I have a very good doctor. And I, uh, I've been doing my spring, you know, maintenance of all things in my life. From the financial aspects to, you know, went to the dentist, went to get my, 
my yearly wellness, all this stuff. So I, I did the, the physical this, this week. And um, so I, 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 I walk away from my healthcare experience most times in this in, in my life where I'm at now, very, very satisfied. That doesn't mean that I don't think that the system as a whole is completely broken. And I think that healthcare for profit is wrong. I think healthcare for profit is wrong. All people should have access to healthcare, period. End of story. No questions asked. I will not entertain the argument any other way. Healthcare for profit is wrong. That being said, that's not the point of where I'm going with this. So I go to my doctor's appointment, and, and I'm not I'm not going to gross anybody out or you know give you my medical history on on the air here, but it seemed weird to me. The I guess it's the assistant. I, I don't know what she would be called, but the person that comes in first before the doctor gets to you, and you tell her or him what the scenario is, why you're here, what your issues are, just to give the 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 doc before he gets in there. A uh, you know an understanding of what he's walking in, into, and I had a few things, and I and I am as honest as I've been. Most of my life, I lie to my doctors, and most Americans, that's what we do. We lie to our medical professionals because we we have an agenda. We want something. We want some drugs, or we or we just we're embarrassed, or whatever it is. That's just a, that's a common thing in American culture. I have gone away from that as I've gotten to be an old man and realizing that my health is my the most important thing I have in my life is my health. So I am brutally honest with the doctor these days and is working out for my well-being, for my overall wellness. And the, But the girl who came in, the woman, the young lady, she was younger than me, but I don't know, I'd say late 20s, early 30s. First of all, is it, is it weird that a, a woman would come to a man's physical to, to talk about Things like that. I, I, I feel. I find it, women might be weirded out if a man came in first to say, "What are we here to check on you for?" Regardless of what it might be. No, you might be right about that. I would think so, and I think you would at least have the option to say, "Hey, I would rather talk to the same sex." Again, I mean, I didn't spend a lot of time on it, thinking about it, but this this woman, this young lady, was my type. She was ex- she was gorgeous. Red hair. I'm not talking about ginger. I'm talking about dyed red hair. Tattoos. If I met this girl at a bar and we were having a you know a nice conversation, I'd be like over exaggerating, like I'm in love with this person. This is incredible. So to tell this young lady things that I wouldn't tell my best friend, I wouldn't tell my my best friend this issue that I'm dealing with. I have to say it was. It's a little unnerving. It's, it's more than a bit awkward. Yeah. I was like, uh, jeez. If, if this was 10 years ago, I would have bailed. I just said, I'm just here to get my weight checked. <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm just, I don't have a scale at home. I forgot. I don't even know why I'm here. Sorry. I didn't mean to be, I didn't, sorry to waste your time. I got to go. Like, I would, I, dead, dead serious. If it was 10 years ago. I would have never told this gorgeous woman these terrible issues that I have in my, in my health. <laughs> And I still had trouble doing it the other day. And I, I guess got to thinking, could I have said, uh, can you leave and can you bring in some weird looking dude that I can tell my disgusting problems to? Uh, I don't know. I just, I got a kick out of it. I laughed about it when I laughed. I was like, boy, I wish I had her phone number. 
but she would never talk to me now. <laughs> she knows too much. <laughs> she knows too. She knows where all the bar- she's in too deep. She knows where all the bodies are buried. Uh, running out of time quickly on the uh, first segment here. Dwayne from the Hemp House will be in next. We might not get to all three of these. We'll do it right now, really quickly. This is today's realest thing. It is Frank Zappa back in the 1990s, I believe, from MTV. The thing that sets the Americans apart from the rest of the cultures in the world is we're so f-ing stupid. This country's been around for a couple hundred years, and we think we're hot shit. And they don't, you, we don't even realize that other countries have thousands of years of history and culture, and they're proud of it. And when we deal on an international level, you know, with uh, foreign policy and stuff like that, and we try and go in as, you know, a big American strong country and all that stuff, they must laugh up their sleeves at us because we are nothing. We are culturally nothing. We mean nothing. We're only interested in the bottom line. Every other country has their own art, their own music, their own theater, their own drama, their folk dances, folk songs, folklore, and it means something to them, and they're proud of it, and that's their ethnic heritage. We have Levi's, we have designer jeans, we have hamburgers, we have Coca-Cola, we have REO Speedwagon, we have Journey. <laughs> the late, great Frank Zappa. Got to move quick, we can get them all in here. This is the coolest thing, a day in the life of a, of a millennial during a pandemic day in the life of a millennial during the pandemic. I wake up from a nightmare where all of my outfits were canceled by 13-year-olds online. I check to see if any celebrities I've based my entire personality off of have been exposed as abusers. I make coffee, which I started drinking ironically, and now I have an addiction, but it's quirky. I log on to my Zoom job that I started to earn money while I discover my true passion, but now I'm stuck in it. Also, maybe I don't have a passion. During my breaks, I squeeze in a quick existential crisis and say hi to doggos. In my free time, I look up houses on Zillow that I'll never be able to afford in my life. I could do a lot a lot on this Gen Z versus Millennials. We'll do that again next, sometime next week. And this is super fast. It's today's worst idea. What should you do or what should you not do before and after getting the vaccine? What shouldn't you take before the vaccine? You shouldn't take uh, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories like Advil, no Tylenol. And afterwards, you shouldn't drink for three days. What? Dr. Drew, I can't drink for three days after I get the vaccine? That's it. Deal breaker. I'm not doing it. I'm done. I'm not getting the vaccine. You're not putting that shot in my arm. Can't drink for three days. You kidding me? It's a stone on air on the flagship, 92.7. I could have stretched out on all three of those a little bit longer, but my disgusting doctor story took up too much of the time. For the rest of the hour, Dwayne Madden from the Hemp House will hang out with me and Keon. We'll talk all things CBD, marijuana, the industry, cannabis, and whatever the hell else we feel like doing on a finally Friday. It's Nougat Radio 92.7, the Stone On Air Show. We'll be right back. Hang tight. You're listening to the Stone On Air Radio Show. On Nougat Radio 92.7. Hemp is a type of cannabis plant that contains a chemical called CBD. It doesn't make you high like marijuana, but it is creating a national buzz. CBD. 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 Sprouting up everywhere and in everything. CBD-infused lattes, beauty products, baked goods, even dog treats. And as the CBD frenzy grows, so does the confusion. Does CBD work? Yes. It works for anxiety. It works for pain. It works for any inflammatory condition. 
In Colorado, Dr. Joe Cohen has stopped delivering babies, instead prescribing CBD to patients with an array of illnesses. Earlier this year, the FDA approved the first and only CBD medication, a treatment for two rare forms of epilepsy. There's no proof that CBD works for anything other than seizures, yet you're prescribing everything from pain control to Alzheimer's. There is no proof from a traditional medical perspective. There is plenty of proof from seeing patients and seeing their results. Don't step on the grass, Sam. Don't be such an ass, Sam. You're so full of Sam. Please give up. You've already lost the fight. All right. Of course, that's Government Mule's version of Steppenwolf's counterculture protest songs of, of sorts from the 1960s. Don't step on the grass, Sam. It's Stone on Air and the podcast will be available again as well. I didn't talk about that much today. I didn't talk about it much on Wednesday either. Um... I've been hinting at it and hoping to do it and finally have the uh, means and understanding how to take this radio show and make it a podcast virtually immediately, and that'll be the case. So stoneonair.com is where you will find that. I am Brian. He is Keon. It is a finally Friday. Dwayne Madden is in with me from the Hemp House and um, should have done this a long time ago. Dwayne, thanks for being here, man. Man, thanks so much for having me. Um Let's uh let's just start with lots of nuts and bolts thing here. The the hemp house CBD is what you do. We're going to talk about that for the majority of this segment, majority of the rest of this hour, for that matter, depending on how the you know how how the everything falls in, in into place. But two or three years now, the hemp house has been your gig. Over, over three, over three. I ran into. I meant to grab it before I left the house, and I forgot. I found the enigma that you were on the cover of. That was a- in, that was a fun one. In my uh, garage, I don't throw anything away. And I was like, oh, I should bring that in. Just but I forgot all about it. But what what was your... You and me have countless mutual friends. We don't... We've not spent a lot of time together other than a show or two here and yeah. there. But we have quite literally dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of, of, of mutual friends. So I feel like I know you well, and I really don't. What did you do in your your prior life, in your real life, before you got into the, the CBD and cannabis industry? I had the hard life of a construction laborer. Okay. Um, no, um, I worked construction for, for many years. Um, started a small construction company here, and then um, started working with another friend of mine who was remodeling apartments. And for nine years before Hemp House, that's what I did, was I supervised the remodeling of many apartment complexes throughout Chattanooga. That could still be rewarding work. Do you do? Do you still do that on the as a, as a side gig at all? Or you moved on completely from that. I moved away on from that. I I've, I've sold my tools. No, I'm just kidding. I still have my tools. But um, yeah, we. I don't. I, I pedal around the house, but yeah, I don't. I don't have time. But um, it's. Uh, I found my passion. You know, this quickly, is, and I and it's very much clearly your passion. Walk me through where you go from. You know, construction work, repair work, those kinds of things. To this industry you're in now, like a, a dream is one thing, but well, to do it is another. How did how did that come together? Well, it it uh, it all happened. It started with just frustration, frustration at being at my job, my regular job that I've been at for you know over almost a decade, and um, an industry I've been in for longer than that. And it was te- I just didn't enjoy it anymore. And so I was looking for an alternative. 
looked at moving to some legal states um you know that's a huge jump it takes a lot to do that i've got a nice little carved out life here in chattanooga as, as do i and i get that i understand that's it's a great place to be it is in it a is. lot of ways and crappy in some but and, and mostly great mostly great i mean i love it here and to pick up and move would be you know obviously disappointing but it's extremely expensive i mean you're yeah. talking cost of living through the roof and i would be starting out blindly in something you know hopefully. so your first thought was to get into the the legal cannabis move, move somewhere and get into the cannabis so, industry colorado uh, colorado which or, yep speaking of cost of living good lord yeah, no way I, I mean i've got three dogs and a wife man there's no we couldn't live in a closet you know and that's kind of what it was looking like and so i started looking at the laws here in tennessee what we were allowed here in tennessee um i started reading about hemp started seeing that you know we had some stuff in the legislation um i went to an event in 2017 in june of 2017 um it was called hemp history week um it had been going on for a couple years before i went there but that was my first time visiting and i met people who were actually growing hemp and had produced a few products and it was everything that i wanted i I took down names notes phone numbers and the wheels were turning man i was fixing to be a a hemp farmer was what it was going to be um and then you know started doing more research i saw all these people were making products and had nowhere to sell them and so that's where the uh the idea of hemp house came from well one of the um Hey, we're not, we don't even have near enough time to get all this in, so we'll we'll do this again another time as well. But the first thing I want to bring up uh, quickly after you just get through that, how you made this happen, was what we were talking about at the end of Jeff's show. Is 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 the regulation? Is it where it needs to be within the state, and how how difficult is it to differentiate real? And I say real. I don't mean not like any of it's fake, but like actual THC dominant, THC dominant marijuana buds and plants from not that thing, the CBD thing. Is that is that a is it? First of all, is it regulated well? And how difficult is it to regulate? And how hard is that for you to understand what it is within the laws? And 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 and, and I know my question isn't exactly the most specifically worded out thing, but it's how do you tell the difference? You got a big yeah, two jars full of pot here. And I can't tell if it's real or, again, I don't mean real. I just mean you THC. Me. You. It smells you, amazing. You, you can't tell. The, <laughs> I mean, you can't. And that, that's the trouble that, that we run into um, with. Except it's that, like I said to Jeff, it's not quite, it's not super tight. Like, you don't have to totally bust this up. No. This is kind of loose. There, yep. And we have, we have, we have different, dense, you know, different densities and different buds. Some of them are a lot looser than others. Uh, the more that are grown... Um, you know, have people growing them indoors, people growing them out in fields. So all those different conditions are gonna gonna play a part in the the final bud structure. But yes, for the most part, this stuff looks just like any. So you kind have two different jars. Two yeah. different jars. One that looks more like compost. <laughs> almost. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> meaning the, that it's dark. The, the, the lighting in here and all that. It's so a dark once, color. Once you once you look at it, you'll see it's not brown or black. It's way oh, it's more, more purple. Way more purple. Way so, more purple, and that's where you want to be. Yep. So when you see see it looking like that, it does look a little dark in here, but it is purple and uh, it's got some nice green and orange in there. So so these guys are figuring out how to grow this stuff, and it looks amazing. It smokes amazing. It smells amazing. Yep. It's not going to burn your throat. It's not like smoking hay. And when you know in 2017, some of the stuff that that we saw is as and I'm quoting here in air. Uh, smokable hemp man it was horrible you know it was terrible and nobody wanted to smoke it it wasn't enjoyable this is actually enjoyable and um and you sell this and not just i mean when i heard about the edibles and gummies and those kinds of things i thought okay i get that a little bit you got the ingredients 
But this is just looks like a big old jar of, of, of dope. This looks like this looks like uh, five hundred dollars worth of uh, kind bud. Yep, and we've got uh, we've got scales at all three stores, and we sell it by the gram up to the ounce. Um, there's no regulations or limits on what you can buy, obviously, because it doesn't get you high. So they don't care. I mean, so obviously with that, there's no point in buying you know multiple huh. ounces of. of this hemp. is this is a simplistic yeah. question, but if you get pulled over by a police officer right now, and that's sitting in your 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 you know, front seat with you, or if whatever they search and find it in your your trunk or whatever. How in the hell is the law enforcement going to know whether you've got intent to resale mm-hmm. illegal substances or perfectly legal CBD flour? Well, how do they know that? How how could that at that moment in that exact setting? How is how does that? situation go down it's actually happened with some of our customers here i bet it has <laughs> i bet it know, has. Uh, we see east ridge police officers up and down ringgold road all day um and what we tell our customers we are well known throughout chattanooga as a business um and as a reputable business we've had local task force and police officers in all three of our stores um if you have our packaging and you have our receipt you know it you're for the most part you're going to be good we recommend not rolling up and riding around and smoking and and doing that because it is hard to tell the difference if you're just basing it off of to me it's impossible to tell the difference if, if it's in a sealed package with our hemp house label on there our, our our receipt that you have the amount that you're supposed to have and this little qr code will go to a certificate of analysis which is essentially the lab results telling you that it has no thc in it um then you know then, then you're legal to ride and we haven't had any issues in chattanooga that we know of it's actually the opposite we've had many people come and tell us that they've actually encountered the police officers and saw our packaging and said hey you're you're good to go no worries that's it's, it's wild i know it's not new you know it's, it's not a new new um concept or uh, idea it still blows me away a little the, bit the quality is just getting newer and better the quality you know, is incredible um you have three locations in town of Talk to me real quick just about the idea of where you, you, you place your locations. And I, and I only reason I ask that is because I've lived just down the road from all three of your locations. Yep, yep. I have lived in North Chattanooga near Tremont. I have lived in Ottawa, and I now live in East Ridge. Three com- really completely different demographics. Um, just it's, it's, talk about that uh, the strategic nature of where you put your locations and where you see what kind of what kind of demographics you see in those three locations and 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 what what their needs are yeah absolutely well tremont street being the first store you know um, that would be the natural first place i would think about it, going it's 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 a you know north shore it's it's hip it's it's where new things go we have tons of local businesses there you know and that's that's where we want to be around and surround ourselves was around. that the first location it was okay. it was and so and then the porch if you've ever been by there that porch out there is hard to, to pass up yep. so um it was a perfect spot um our products are tiny so we didn't need a very big retail space at the time um, and and we we crushed it there. You know, it's been a great location. Um, still to this day, we've got people that have been coming there since 2017, and you know, it's awesome to to still see those people coming in. Um, and then after that, we were just kind of looking for the next, like you said, different demographic. Who are we? Who is our audience? Um, and then who was the next uh, areas that are up and coming? And obviously, Ottawa and Eastridge. And Eastridge just happened first by the luck of the draw with the landlord. How have you? How, how how's your tra- foot traffic here in Eastridge? I would find this area to be slower to come around to something like this. Eastridge is our number one store. Really? Absolutely. Good for you, Eastridge. Absolutely. Eastridge shows much love and support to the hemp house. And I, we, we appreciate that. I might be uh, stereotyping a little bit. I think most most of Eastridge doesn't have an issue with marijuana whatsoever. Yeah. It just might say they do occasionally yeah. depending on who they're talking depending. to and <laughs> then the, and then the Udawa store i mean Udawa is absolutely 
just on fire it, it is and, and we are seeing that now um Udawa was kind of slow to take off and we stuck with it and they stuck with us and i mean it is it is trucking right along now and we're you know Udawa is coming around we're starting to get a lot of new customers out that way um and 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 you know all three of our stores are doing really really well in chattanooga and and we're loving it Dwayne madden is my guest from the hemp house here on stone on air on the flagship 92.7 it's stone on air dot com uh he'll hang out with us for the rest of the segment only got a couple minutes here left so we'll run out of time in a split second i am um, i once upon a time said that yeti was one of the biggest consumer scams in the in the history of of, of products and Dwayne, if you tell tell everybody what i have in my hand right now <laughs> absolutely a yeti, like I do, a, yeti. a yeti that i take with me everywhere i go whether it's a water or a gin and tonic or a white call there's always something in this it's water today for the record um, I, at first, my first thought was CBD might be the next consumer scam um, of of all time. Clearly, I was wrong about the Yeti. We talked on the air here just shortly once uh, about uh, this for just a minute, and I said that uh, melatonin was something that didn't work for me but works for others. Same kind of concept of what the, that that. Uh, supplement is for. Well, I found the right melatonin. The stuff works for me now. Awesome. I sleep better than I ever have in in less than a minute overall view of just what cbd can do for the consumer who needs it why they need it and how it helps so anybody with a backbone or an endocannabinoid system is going to benefit from from cbd and you don't have to be in pain you don't have to be unhealthy to benefit um we have lots of people that work out um use it for muscle recovery so no matter what stage of life that you're in um cbd could definitely be beneficial for you and you can um, stop by any of our stores and you know talk to us about how how it could benefit you and, and what's going on in your life and you're not just a salesman this isn't just you know you're not an investor like this is what you've this devoted. Is this I is mean, what you've devoted your yeah, life to. Absolutely, it is. And, and I, I've said that out loud without knowing for sure. Like, hey, they, they want to sell you stuff because that's what you do. You want to make some money. But even if you don't sell anything, want to educate you, want to tell you about it as well. Education and helping people. That's that's what our passion is. Dwayne from the Hemp House is in here with me, Brian, on the Stone on Air show on Nuga Radio ninety two point seven and StoneOnAir.com. He'll hang out with us for the final segment of the show. Happy Friday. Hey, Larry Thomas here, the Soup Nazi from Seinfeld, or the Blackjack Dealer from Austin Powers, or many other things that you might have seen or not seen. Well, I'm here to do uh, personal shout-outs for you, and I love to do them and have fun with them, and um, give me some information about the person so I can try to make them very personal. And also, for an extra price, you can also get one in costume. But remember still, no commercials of any kind or no soup for you. So adios, muchachos. It's a Stone on Air show on Nuka Radio 92.7 and stoneonair.com. That was a last-minute ditch effort to try to put together something for this segment. This cameo thing, are you familiar with the cameo thing, Dwayne? I'm from the Hemp House, Dwayne's with me, Keon here as well, we're... These uh, somewhat so-called celebrities do the shout-outs and happy birthdays. I have seen that. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's been around for a little while, but I just was kind of poking around on it yesterday. And then Keon had a birthday this week, and I have a birthday in two weeks. Dwayne, when's your birthday? In May. Okay. So you still had a little bit of a 
quarantined birthday for the most part last year. And um, I don't I don't know. So I just I, I, I was poking around and looking at how much it costs to get some of these cameo little message video vignette kind of things. And uh, and then I was like, well, whose birthday is it this week? And I'm stealing this from other radio shows, guessing how old people are and guessing how much it costs to get cameos. Okay. Um, so we might bounce around for that here for just a minute or two here in just a minute. Uh, but first, I want to touch on a couple more things here, uh, all things cannabis here on um, on New Radio 92.7. Dwayne from the Hemp House is here with me. Keon is with me, as, as always, keeping things uh, glued together, as uh, as always. And I appreciate Um I went out to Denver in 2015 for the first time and was just blown away by what I saw there. I felt like it was another country. And it's, it's much more, in just five years, now going on six years, things have normalized and changed a lot since then. To me, that was, I think, it was, was it 12 when Colorado passed the... I think 14 was recreational. 12 was medical, I believe. 14, 14 so it was, was just a year old at the time that I got there. And uh, we were talking off air, and I'll just quickly just throw out there, I don't really smoke anymore. It's not, it just doesn't mix with my... my, my, uh, my leisure life all that well like it used to i mean i never will again but generally speaking i don't then i did more and boy did i while i was there and um and then i went back a year later i was like i was like i gotta go i gotta go back it was just for a long weekend both times and i i walked away though a little different than i used to be from the the discussion of legalization sure Recreational legalization, medical. My God, are we in the Stone Age? It should have been long ago. Absolutely. Long, they like, I'll fight you over that. Yep. But recreational, it used to be. I, I won't even entertain your idea, your conversation, your argument, your debate about legalization not being recreationally not being widespread and federal. Yep. I won't even debate it. I mean, I won't even. I won't even have that conversation. When I left Colorado, I said, "Okay, now I see the environment." And I'll 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 listen to your argument, sure. Because it's a different. There was there was negative aspects to to the legalization uh, in Denver. There was uh, I just a couple of quick the homelessness in Denver is huge, huge. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it has anything to do with that, but it's I'm just saying it's a different, little bit different world. And open containers, I notice everywhere. I Meaning, it seems like we don't care about anything anymore. Right. What are your thoughts on recreational? legalization and and what have you seen in in your travels sure well my first experience i was still doing construction um and got close enough to colorado that we decided to dip on over there we found a little small dispensary and on my way into this dispensary i remember passing this you know this old lady this grandmother lady you know and she had a cane and she had a brown bag and I, i held the door she came out and i mean i was just like this is this is what we this is this needs to be everywhere you know and so that yeah. was my first and i don't know if she was on the medical side or the recreational side or not but i just saw this grandmother like lady and 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 i was just you know i was like wow this needs to be everywhere you know everybody should have access to this plant um i definitely understand the the the, the negative side of it you're going to attract just in, and and i think if you went back and looked at the the statistics the numbers or whatever it is you would see that the homeless n- numbers have rise, risen since the legalization of cannabis probably in the majority of all states that have allowed that i've got friends in eugene oregon they say the exact same thing it's, see it's, I, don't, I i only mentioned that because it was just so prevalent absolutely but i don't know how that equate how that equates to that kind of thing um 
but I, like, I, like the gold rush everybody everybody runs there to try to get get their niche in get their foot in make a dime get you know whatever it is you're also going to bring the riffraff you're going to bring the riffraff you've got the hustlers so then when the next state legalizes the people that didn't make it there or you know had bad intentions they got ran out of there they go to the next state and it just kind of continues on um and when the hemp industry opened here we had people that were coming in you know they were, they were like predators coming in from other legal states with you know supposedly all this knowledge of how to do this and you know they weren't in legal states making money they got ran out of there because they weren't good at it or they were giving bad advice there and so then they came here to try to you know become predators over our hemp industry kind of the same as they did there so it's going to attract the riffraff for sure i'm glad you brought that up i'm gonna shift back to the cbd nature of it here uh, Dwayne with the hemp house in with me brian on nougat radio 92.7 the stone on air podcast at stoneonair.com um possibly mutual friends of ours the lennons kathy lennon who used to be on the school board for a while and then her uh her her son or her son her uh, husband john lennon name is mm. impossible to forget um there i believe it's their nephew somebody akin to them is in your same industry and i don't even remember the name of it um and i talked to him briefly a couple i guess it's been at least a couple of years ago now because it hasn't been during the pandemic and so it was before then and he was talking about the knockoffs the the byproduct junk mm-hmm. that you're finding at primarily convenience stores, yep. gas stations. Basically, it's just a flashy uh, packaging, yeah, and it's it's just sugary garbage. And is, is that is that real? Is that a thing? I mean, people taking advantage of, of being able to slap CBD on something that's just pure garbage. Absolutely, um, I think it's uh, a little less around here, um, and hopefully outside of here um but you see it all the time on places like amazon um and they they sell just you know stuff that's not cbd but it'll say you know ten thousand milligrams on a hemp bottle and people just assume oh it's got ten thousand milligrams of cbd and really they're measuring the omegas or something along those lines that has nothing to do with cbd content and they're selling it for you know fourteen dollars and so you know, people get this and they may see some slight help, you know, difference or something, but it's not going to be the, the CBD impact. And so, yeah, it's it's easy to slap a label on something and put it somewhere. And when the gas stations are looking for that, you know, large profit number, bottom dollar starting number, you know, that's what they're going to get. So how do you as a consumer, how do you differentiate the two? How do you know what you're buying? Because it's it's not FDA regulated. It's not. It's just like any, you know, you go to the, the the Walgreens or wherever and you have the supplement aisle, all that. None of that is FDA regulated yep. also. GNC, full of it. Absolutely. So you're, so that's not, that doesn't mean that's wrong or bad or not good no. just because the FDA, I mean, we don't need the government on every single thing we do. Absolutely not. How do you know the difference? How do you know what you're doing? Well, obviously, um, I would recommend checking out a local dispensary, um, doing some research, how long they've been around, who's the owner, what kind of people they have there, go and ask questions. I mean, just like you were going to, you know, learn something new about any kind of product, ask questions. There's, if they can't answer the questions turn around and leave there's uh there's dispensaries all over chattanooga and probably all over any town that you're in um and I, that's what i would do i would go around and find the people that can answer the questions to your satisfactory um if, and those questions should be where's your product coming from where's it sourced from and it's okay if it's not from tennessee um but you know we can track all of our stuff very easily because it is sourced from tennessee I was, okay i was about to go there is your 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 product's come from tennessee that's farms a, that's something we pride ourselves in we uh we don't buy anything out of state with the, on the occasion we buy some flour um but all of our all of our shelf products they are absolutely from tennessee farmers tennessee vendors i'm um, actually farmers we buy direct from the farmers and the manufacturers ourselves so. and so for those that don't know flour would be what you would consider the the, the traditional marijuana plant you know, like once it's just thc marijuana to smoke the bud the bud that's it, it the bud um that's what the the flower is kind of the terminology now and it looks and smells and uh exactly the same which makes it just 
to, to the new eye and brain to this concept still just blows my mind a little bit like wow this is a massive jar full of weed <laughs> except it's not it's, it's, it's not. not uh real quick to the back to, to the uh to the thc to legalization recreationally where are they at these days with the i know that for a long time and we're not going to get any of the stupid stuff i was going to mess around with spend like an hour and a half planning on it we're not going to get to it we'll do it another time um that because it's not fdic uh, insured, it's not federally insured or federally anything. Mm-hmm. That it's like it's a basically a cash business. Is that still a thing within these these legalized states? Because that was you want to talk about some major organized crime. Yep, only uh, deal in cash. Quite literally, walk in. I can only give you fifty dollars in cash. I can't run my card because it's, it's not FDIC. It's uh it's a little bit different now. Most places can take a credit card. However, they are um, again the predators coming in and they are charging six seven eight percent on those credit card charges where you would normally you know if you went to food city and bought something food city pays you know seven cents or something on, yeah. on the charge seven percent you know and and it's considered a high-risk business um and so people are in in the banking um we have only a couple of options for local banking here and they charge outrageous monthly fees to uh to hold our money that they don't charge to other bank holders so, so like it or not hate big government or not whatever your th- thoughts are on anything ideologically this needs to be federally regulated it, it, it needs to be federally regulated yesterday it has to be if we're going to continue to 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 bank the way that we should if people are going to be able to make a living at this then yes it needs to be have some kind of federal regulation and and simply just making it uh decriminalizing it and um, rescheduling it would fix all of that less than a minute to go here um almost 30 seconds Dwayne from the Hemp House is in here. So, but CBD farmers are finding the same kind of issues that the legalized states are with the THC products. Absolutely, from the banks and from the law enforcement. I mean, it, they don't see the difference between CBD and THC because it's CBD is still kind of it's still federally illegal, even though they've allowed us to move forward. It is, and, still and, and we're right one. here at the tri-state. I mean, so we're we're in Alabama one second, then Georgia, then Tennessee. Absolutely. you got different laws and different regulations. You no do. matter where you turn, it your is head. state by state. Georgia, you can't have edibles. Wow. Okay. <laughs> We'll do this again here soon. Uh, time just evaporates. Ten seconds left to go. Keon, thank you. Dwayne from the Hemp House, thank you so much. Absolutely. North Shore, East Ridge, Uluwala, three locations. I'm Brian. It's the weekend. See you later. Bye.